<laughs> Ooh, nanners, uh, I like to call them. <laughs> <laughs> Never know what's gonna hit. Enoch, take it away. Why me? Okay, hey everybody. <laughs> Back again with the Nice Prize Podcast. Uh, my name's Enoch. This is um episode maybe 40 39 in that range um you have now this is an interesting situation okay so back back from the dead here i am matt phone also back from the dead praise the lord Allie b and our special guest this week dave was never dead hey always been alive uh and do you want your last name on this or do you want to be like matt where you change it and it's just the same name, but it's Dave. <laughs> just okay. a different, similar sounding. My, uh, I don't. I'm curious what you might come up with, but yeah, my, my yeah, real last name. It's hard to fine. rhyme your last name with yeah. any other word in the world. So but yeah, Dave probably, works for were me. Were you lucky enough that in school you didn't get picked on? Because like, really, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, because there's nothing. At least not for that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing you could rhyme. No. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, I can think here. of one off the top of my head as a rhyme per se. Sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Sphincter is here. Um, first time on the pod. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. I think. How would anyone know you besides being on this podcast right now? Um, they may have seen me play saxophone with Three Hundred Dog Night. Yeah. Uh, we've played a number of shows at this point. You were also in George Michael's band. Yes, that's true. Uh, if you were at the great cover-up at King's, I played on Careless Whisper for George Michael. What a song. And um, I host a radio show on org called The Village Subway uh, every Monday night. And then also just being around assorted shows around town. Yes, I try to get out as much as possible. He's a taper, taper yeah. head. One second. Pour me something tall and strong. Make it a Miller Lite so I don't feel uptight. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock everywhere. Hey, dudes, how's it going with that Miller Lite? It's fine and dandy, Kev. I mean, it's five o'clock everywhere. Oh yeah, that is what you always say. Sure does. Uh-uh, uh-uh. There's that song you love. Love that song. Um, so Dave's here. Uh, we all got cold ones except for that coward Allie. <laughs> Terrified. <laughs> Too afraid. Speaking of being afraid, Allie. <laughs> Too early. How about like 45 minutes ago? Man, I, I don't even know how to explain what was happening, but... I do. Um. <laughs> Scare the shit out of you. It's super easy. Well, you try, and then I'll hear your explanation of it. I was sitting in here, right in this same seat. Um, Where you spend a lot of your time. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, and kind of engulfed in this birthday card I was writing. And getting pretty deep, actually. I almost started to cry a little bit. Like, I was really into this. I didn't know letter <laughs> and uh noticed a man standing like right behind me uh and like peering over my shoulder and um Enoch was just standing there you levitated for a I, moment I really did really spooked me <laughs> she jumped out of her skin but look in my defense, how did you manage to get in here without her hearing it so there's two things on. that are funny one oh. as far as you being in this super deep letter it's cut out shaped like an apple or something it didn't it didn't appear that I was interrupting anything very serious am I wrong it didn't. It started out as a goofy letter, but then it got. It is in a deep. shaped piece of paper. Yeah, it's a turtle. Okay, so in my defense, it wasn't like I like, 
But I here's how I scared her. I opened the door, and I said, hello. And then nobody responded, and I started walking towards her. And she made a motion, which I think maybe you're just adjusting or getting a pen or shifting. Yeah. And I thought you had acknowledged that I was there. So I walked up to talk to you. You clearly didn't see me there. I waited like one, two seconds, then you turned and looked at me and got so scared. So like, I didn't really like put a lot of forethought into it. All I did was actually walk into a room, even say announce my arrival, hello, and then uh, you didn't. <laughs> I didn't hear, didn't hear anything. Cans on, living in her own world, and then just like you said, you're engulfed in this letter. And the way you were standing there, it seemed like you could have been there for five minutes. Oh, I could have been there forever. You would never would have known. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, hey, that's a good segue because what was I listening to? The new Palberta record. Oh, going right into it. All right. Okay. I didn't do Is anything this soon? week. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Go on. Hard segue. Hey, Matt, would you want to do that? We've got to move these units. Move these <laughs> units. No, yeah. What, wait, hey, Matt, do you have something for real you want to talk about? <laughs> I mean, I was going to mention that I went to the beach because I thought we were going to oh, talk about what shit. we did this past week. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but it's not that important. <laughs> Well, look, this is a nice price podcast. We talk about records. This is the first. So, also, this is a rare opportunity because we're recording an episode in which, except for me, Allie and Matt, I don't think have heard the episode that's about to come out. Or at least Matt definitely hasn't heard. I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard this song that I keep hearing about. Yeah, we're gonna get a live reaction from Matt for next week's episode. Actually, no, we'll do it today. We'll play it for him on this pod. You've already kind of told me what it is. Well, is there something? I just want to hear your thoughts. Okay. And we'll get Dave. Is, is there like a zing towards me in it or something that you want to hear me react to? Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I bring up really embarrassing <laughs> moments throughout your lifetime. Yeah, it's not. A, <laughs> it's yeah. like a greatest hit. <laughs> no, uh, I just, I just, I'm curious what you all think about it. We'll play it for you later. We'll do that at okay. the end of the pod. Got it. So you went to the beach, huh? Mm-hmm. Which one? Carolina. What'd you do? Just cause? Um, Shannon and the Clams were playing. How was it? They played twice. They, well, they played in Carolina Beach one night, and they played in Wilmington the following night. Mm-hmm. And but I couldn't make it to the first one, so we went to the Wilmington one, but stayed in Carolina Beach. Real fun, short but sweet trip. Cool. I think Dave saw them the following night in Durham. Actually, I missed it. Oh, you did. Uh-huh. Yeah. The one show in 2018 that you didn't go to. That, is, like. that is true. One of the few. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I didn't go either. I don't know where I was. Oh, I was in Asheville. I went to the mountains. Went to Weaverville with the with my family to see Rachel's from Weaverville. We went out there. We went to the caverns. The Linville Caverns. Oh, the caverns. Mm. Um, it's wild there because so are you familiar with the uh, the white fungus? Um, what's the word where it, something is killing everything? What, genocide. There you go. There's a white fungus genocide of bats in America. There's a there's a white fungus that is prominent in caves and caverns in other parts of the world, and the bats have adapted to it. Um, but the bats in America have not, and they think some European cavers, pieces of shit, brought some white fungus over. And it got into our cave system. And due to people who go to caves, they have inadvertently been tra- transferring the spores That's the name all around. punk band, too. White Fungus Planet White slims. Fungus. So what it does is it grows on the... No- it's also kind of... I don't feel as bad when I found out, because like, the bats out there like... This is kind of pathetic. But like, the fungus grows on their noses while they're sleeping. It's a little bit uncomfortable, and it wakes them up from their hibernation. Aww. And they think that, oh, it's springtime. And they fly outside to go get bugs and stuff. But it's still winter time. They're supposed to be asleep, and they don't know where the bugs are, and they starve to death and die. Fuck. But so, I'm like, man, all does it does a, is wake them up. Does this affect? So you were in the so, caves where this happens. So it's been it's happening in caves all across the Atlantic coast. The cave, the caverns we were in used to be full of bats, and now they like last this last bat season they had like less than ten bats. 
when it used to be wow. like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And when you leave, there's a little pad they have you step on that's got like a, a light Clorox solution on it. And that is to keep you from transferring the spores to another cave. And you, they tell you to not go to another cave or cavern after leaving that one without washing your clothes. So there's or no, wearing different clothes so you don't transfer the spores. There are no safety precautions that you as a human have to take. It's no, it's, bats, it does seemingly. not hurt bats. Or, I mean, humans, rather. Um, and there's no cure for the fungus situation. Like, you can't spray something else and it gets rid of the fungus. They're kind of fucked. And also, the part of it is that caverns are such delicate ecosystems anyway. Like, if you touch the, the wall in there, there's one spot, there's one stalactite that's sloping down. When it's like an active, it's also an active cavern, so it's actively dripping and like making formations. Active cavern. Yeah, so there's dead cavern. Not, I don't know, inactive caverns. Same where it's like, project there's, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so they, uh, so the inactive ones are like the ones you often see photos of, which are like just dry stalactites in areas. Active ones are, it looks like they're snot, like they're all, they're wet and gooey looking. And there's still an active drip that's slowly making more formations over the years. But there's one of them that's all fucked up and weird, like a weird green splotch on it. And that's where someone, like, in the last hundred years, like, touched it with their hand. And the salt and stuff from your hands fucks up the thing. And so you can't, like, touch anything in there. Yeah, for sure. Also, it could have been just, um, it's very dark in there. They might have just, like, slipped (laughs) and put their hand out. Uh, Allie, what have you been up to? Oh, um, I was over in the Asheville vicinity and I picked up a a plant and held it right up to my eye and then later read an article about that exact same plant and how it causes blindness. What? But, <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Wait, why did you hold it up to your eye? Because I, I was like really beautiful. I wanted to get a cool... <laughs> <laughs> That's get, how it gets you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get a close look. Samuel went blind. <laughs> Good lord. I like Dave's idea, though, that it, like, it lures you in yeah. and you don't know it. With yeah. its beauty. Um, oh. Sorry, go ahead. It's a it's a hogweed, and it's it was first discovered in Virginia. It's like this giant hogweed. It grows <laughs> up to, like, 15 feet or something. I, d- I did read about that. Yeah. Hogweed is tight. Hogweed is tight. Oh, by the way, one of the mysteries from our, our uh, episode with Dylan and Devin, no listeners helped us out. I'm very sad to say. I think I thought of it. Okay, I know the answer. What is it? I think it's Tenacious D. You're 100% correct. What I, was the question? I thought of it. Even God? I believe in God. I believe oh, in God. I thought wrong? of it the other day, and I was at work or something and couldn't communicate it right away, but have since forgot until right now that I remembered. Nice. Yeah. There we go. I said it out loud after we recorded. Beach, I was like, why are you talking about Tenacious D? And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's it? He was like, yeah. And he saw it. There you it. go. So, yeah, it was Tenacious D. Anyway. Hey, I, I got a good segue. Allie, what were you listening to when Enoch came in and, uh, <laughs> and startled you earlier today? Glad you asked. It was Roach Going Down, the new album out by Palberta on uh, Wharf Cat Records. I can't wait to hear this. I know nothing about pretty Same. much anything you just said. Yeah, I don't think any of you know Palberta very well, do you? I oh, do. Oh, Dave yeah. does. Have you seen him? No, and they've played here a number of times. Yeah, that's and, the thing. Uh, I always miss them. So Same. maybe I will get to see them at Hopscotch. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the... Wh- They're a Brooklyn slash Philly band. Aren't they all? Dave, do you have any great words to describe what it is? It, it definitely reminds me of No Wave. Mm. Um, you know, Teenage Jesus and the Jerks, mm-hmm. uh, Contortions. Um but uh or dna a lot is this a three piece <coughs> yes i think piece? so i think it's a three piece okay and um 
I mean, a lot of the songs are pretty short, under two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, saw how many how many songs are on this record? Twenty two. That's yeah. like, but it's only like thirty five. Yeah, but it's minutes. Not that was a camera. Record. <laughs> Is it what? <laughs> Who is this? DMX. <laughs> Who else puts out twenty two songs? Outcast. Yeah, there we go. All right, sorry. So you said um, DNA. Goat girl. Yeah. So a lot. Nineteen tracks. Shout out to Wally. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just like a lot of kind of driving dissonance and um, sort of jarring moments and um, weird sounds, which I always like. Yeah. Um, I would say R.I.Y.L.s are, for this record, um, it's more of a, I don't want to say pop direction, but just the songs are a little more songy. Then their 2016 album Bye Bye Berta the the song that they refer to as the hit off of this record is called um, Sound of the Beat which reminds mm. me a lot of Sheer Mag like the vocal and everything when you say and the ethos so is is this a are there so they're, they are they are, are they just really short songs or are there like interludes and like not songs and things like that there are some non songs on there that, that are yeah it's, Phoenix favorite it's Love a not song. It's mostly short songs, though. Okay. Yeah. I would say one of the other records we're going to talk about later has some not songs. more interlude not songs than <laughs> sure. this one does. Absolutely. Um, yeah, this one I, I found interesting because the songs that throw you for a loop are the ones where they have these like really nice vocal harmonies, mm-hmm. and uh, like they're like really pretty songs, and they kind of stick out amongst those twenty-two. But interspersed. Yeah, I mean, there, you know, there's two or three of those where they just, I don't know, it's, it's like a real vocal heavy, less than the, you know, uh, angular guitar kind of stuff. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about this band, too. There are, there are harmonies and when they all three sing different things, which is one of my like mm-hmm. all-time favorite things that any band ever does. All three sing different things? Yeah, like at the same time. You know, like that. Oh, like that, um, like, like, the, like when I like Almost a, like a gang of four kind of thing. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you meant to like, you know, like when it's a, um, it's like a goofy thing like acapella bands do. It's like when I went to the store. For a, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I thought you were talking about that. There's also sort of a Hall and Oates cover. They redid the song "Rich Boy" on a kind of a fresh take and call it "Rich Girl." Wait, no, "Rich Girl." Oh, sorry, flip it around. Yeah. yeah. I flip um, you. And. But they didn't really change any of the words other than girl and boy. Yeah. Is it about Donald Trump this time? Um, I think I offended Matt. He might be a fan. <laughs> hey, they also have a, speaking of Matt, he's wearing an ABBA shirt right now. It's true. They have a moment in one of their songs um, where they they have like a, a break and the progression is that of Take a Chance on Me. Dun, 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 it's in dun. the song Cherry, ba- Cherry Baby. Cherry Baby. The cashier at Whole Foods who checked me out before I got here today. She was checking you out? He. He was checking you out? Uh, <laughs> noticed my shirt, and but he, he clearly wanted to comment on... I don't, know what he, I don't know what he was trying to do, but he just kept saying... He was just like, you're total so-and-so. And I was like, okay. And he was like, ABBA. And I was like, yeah. And he was like... Kept doing what I was doing. <laughs> and then he was like, Sweden. He could only... <laughs> He could only think of one word at a time. Was that I, a robot? I, think, I think he essentially just wanted to be like, I like that shirt or cool Mama shirt. Mia. But he was yeah, Mamma Mia. <laughs> Mamma Mia, that's a lot and of I was like, yep. there, boy. <laughs> Sweden. 
<laughs> and he was, and then as finally as I was walking away, he was like, "Hey, are you a dancing queen?" <laughs> and I said, "Get a few drinks in me." He finally thought of something to say, like. But, uh, but it took him a while That's to get fantastic. there. Just one hot, word at a time. Yeah, minute, yeah, it does sound like a Sweden. robot. Like he's going Music. to be uh, this algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, Fernando. Where do I <laughs> What'd you get? I don't care, actually. What's your favorite ABBA song? Fernando. <clears throat> Dave? <laughs> wasn't prepared to answer this question. I was not. Uh, <laughs> Allie, what's yours? We'll Take a Chance on Me is a good song, too, though. Take a Chance on Me is great. I like Waterloo. Dancing Queen was one of my favorites growing up. Didn't that make a resurgence on some Disney Channel show or some like pop group? Did it? Oh, I Mama remember. Mia. I remember. My, it was a movie with Pierce Brosnan. My younger sister would always there would be something on TV all the time that would have that song playing, but it wasn't the original version. So I think some like a Fernanda, Dancing Queen. I remember a scene in uh, Malcolm in the Middle where Dewey is dancing to the song Fernando with the babysitter played by B. Arthur. You love this scene. You and brought the, it up at before. The, at the end of the scene, she drops dead. <laughs> Yeah, well, here's the thing. Here's what happened. Turn into episode like three of this. We're, well, we were listening to that song, and we were, and I was like, I, and it hit me all at once. I was like, I just remembered something with like Malcolm in the Middle in this, and Brian was like, I'll find it, and he like found it really quick on YouTube, and then I, but I didn't remember the scene really, and at the end she dies, and I was like, shit, this is weird. Uh, also, you didn't ask, but mine is SOS, or Ring Ring is probably a close second. Anyway, Palberta. Are we going to hear a song from this record? Cause Later on, so, we're going to hear a song. Yeah, which one? I Have Found the Ego is one of my favorites. You were talking about how there's a lot of songs in this record. And we're going to transition because what Dave has to talk about has very few songs comparatively, I think, to 22. Yes. It's even shorter than that record. It is. It has 13 songs. But how? what's the running time? Um, About 20, you know, just under 30 minutes. Oh, okay. I thought it was shorter than that in my head. It's well, never mind. It's not as good a segue as I wanted it oh, to yeah. be. Dave, tell us about what you're going to talk about. Leave it to me next time. <laughs> Actually, right. you do it. Do another one. Do another good one. You went on a date with a Segway tour guide? <laughs> That's, it's true. Hey, Still hit me best. with that Wimps record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, know, oh. I, you know, I went on a first date with a Segway tour guide. What's up with the Wimps LP? <laughs> 
I thought it was going to be, hey, I'm a wimp. Tell me about other wimps. That's what I thought you were going to do. Uh, wimps have a new album out uh, entitled Garbage People. Mm-hmm. And it is on Kill Rock Stars Records. The legendary Kill Rock Stars. Legendary, yes. Uh, it's their second album for that label and third overall. I think uh, they have a podcast, Kill Rock Stars. Um, Don't they all? Yeah, they do. Um, or you know, one of the people... Uh, one of the people from Kill Rock Stars has one. Is it better than this podcast? The I've only listened to it once because she came to the Triangle and taped an episode. Um, mm. We haven't even done that. With uh, you haven't even been to the Triangle. We've done all our we, episodes in the Triangle. Well, that's true, I, but not a live app. Oh. Mm. But you listen to this more than you listen to that one, so that makes us better. Okay, yes. continue with the wimps. <laughs> There's some members from other bands, from other notable bands, correct? At least um, one. Yeah, the uh, the drummer Dave Ram was in the Intelligence for a yeah. little while. Uh, he was also in the Pulses, which was a Dirt Nap Records band from oh, early to mid two thousands. Um, the bassist Matt Nice was in Meth Teeth for a little while. <laughs> uh, which, um, it's a good band name. It is not as good as Active Caverns, but <laughs> uh, and uh, Rachel Ratner, the guitarist and singer. Was in some other more regional bands up in the Pacific Northwest, including Butts. <laughs> Titus name said so far. <laughs> uh, that's such a funny word, Butts. <laughs> There's a record that came in the store today. It's a gospel record, and it's called Have You Ever Had the Butts? <laughs> and I, 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 I'm assuming it's a play on words about, like, but what if this happens? Or but what uh, if that happens? Or like, or just, thinking of excuses. Or, yeah, or just general excuses <laughs> to not. A single T in that yeah. butt. Yeah, there's a single T in that butt. Um, there's a single T in that butt. <laughs> um, but there's a. Uh, how many butts, how many T is that butt got? <laughs> single T. Um, Word. But yeah, it's still really funny to see a record titled Have You Ever Had a Case of the Butts? Matt, have you ever had a case of the butts? <laughs> Matt, what's the worst thing that ever happened to your butt? Well, I told you about how to shit my pants at work, so <laughs> that's one of them. That sounds like the worst thing that ever happened to your pants. My butt? I don't fucking know. <laughs> you ever get stung by a bee? Not on the ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I've never been stung by a bee at all. All right, Dave. Sorry. Continue with the wimps. <laughs> Hit me with that wimps record. Sorry. Actually, there is a song called Bees on the new wimps record. Oh, there we go. Good segue. Keep uh, away from my ass. Uh, yes. <laughs> But it's about where have all the bees gone? Uh, oh yeah, sort so of an environmental song, political. Bees yeah. and bats. Yeah, Getting they travel by the minute. They travel them around. They there's people that like, they take bees and they like, oh, mm. there's a blueberry farm that needs to be pollina- pollinated, pollinized, Poll- pollinated, Co- colonized. <laughs> and they take the bees there. They do their job. They round them back up. I don't know if there's leashes. I don't know how they do it. And then they take <laughs> them to like, oh, there's a there's another farm that needs bees. Let them loose. We well, there used to be. Probably lure them with the hogweed and uh, <laughs> yeah. roll up a roll just, up a big old they just hogweed. Can't help themselves. I'm I'm fine by the way. I don't know. I, I guess we didn't ask if you were blind. <laughs> you plugged everything in, all right. I assume you could see pretty well. She couldn't see me coming earlier today. <laughs> well, I don't know if any of my friends in elementary school ever actually did this. But <laughs> we used to always talk about how you could freeze a bee. I think you can freeze a bee. Freeze a bee. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't. This sounds fucked up. This wasn't recent. This is like kid. This is like childhood. But I, and I also I never did it. But apparently, you, they, if you put them in the freezer for thirty seconds, whatever, 
they'll go unconscious, but and the the idea is that you could tie a string around them, mm-hmm. and then they would and then take it out and they would come back to life, and you could yeah, th- it's sort of have a bee Blood on a leash. That's terrible. Feeling like a bee on a leash. I saw a video of a guy with a wasp on a leash at a party. He had used uh, floss, and I don't know if he had something. He had a what on a leash? A wasp. A wasp. Wasp. <laughs> um, and he, I don't know if he'd used. Uh, like something adhesive, or if he had somehow lassoed the wasp, but he Lassoed. was straight up standing there, beer in hand, holding it, and the wasp was just flying around. He's kind of on leash, like hanging out. <laughs> it was a wild ride. How do you was, think he did it? Same way I just said. I would assume mm-hmm. that I know that like there's a there's a there's like a smoke thing they could do that would mm-hmm. knock bees out. Mm-hmm. Um, either that or like I said, it could have been adhesive where he had the floss with something sticky the wasp would want to go at, and then it stuck mm-hmm. to him. And then once he had him, oh. and then it never flew at him. So. He it was flying he around. And he would just he would just kind of do this right here, and it would like it was it was, the lawn wouldn't be like this long, and so people were like, oh my god, it's like literally like a like a frat party, it's like everyone's shirtless, and like you can just see it like buzzing around, <laughs> and everybody's waking out, and he did a cool job. He just maintained with his sunglasses down, beer in his hand, just like pet wasps flying around a leash. So back to that wimps record. Those were the days. Those were the days. Wasps on leashes. Shirtless frat parties. One time I had a um I had a, a fly infestation in my house. It was a house I had like moved out of like effectively, but my stuff was still there and I went back in to, to like get it out and I was like, damn, there's a lot of flies in here. And I went to the bathroom and there was like a bajillion flies. I was like, damn, there's way too many flies in here. Like, what's going on? And when we were moving stuff, we noticed a lot of flies around this panel that had been behind a desk. And I was like, that's weird. So we like went to pro- we opened the panel and there was a a, a raccoon had climbed um. in through a hole in the bottom of the house and got stuck in there and died and so the flies were emanating from that and that was on the other side of the wall from the bathroom yeah. and we didn't know how to get it out and I was moving out so I, we called animal control we're like I guess they handle this I don't know this is in Greenville it was on E-Block EDC was next door right? and um, I, know, I called the dude and he was like he rolled over and he had a shovel a huge ass shovel and like a trash bag I was like dog this thing is like this big and it's in a hole not much bigger than it like that shovel's not even going to make it in there I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, do you have what any tools? I was like, I've packed everything that I own is in that U-Haul. Like, I can't help you. He went to my neighbor, Johnny Bosco, shout out to Johnny Bosco, and borrowed a steak knife. And my man had gloves on. He was going to, because the, the raccoon had kind of, like, stuck to the floor. So he was going to cut it loose from the floor. Or like a cut like a cut of meat <laughs> with the t- with the two-prong thing. Yeah, he didn't have a fork in the other hand, so he wasn't going to town. But, <laughs> and he was, like, going to get this thing out of here. And I was like, okay, I'm... I'm down for the ride to see how this goes. And my man tried to get a hold of it to cut it loose, and it, um, the head popped off in his hand as he was trying to cut it loose. And he like just comes falling with back, and then it's and he like and then he started like like and the body took off and ran in circles. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a song called Raccoon. No. Oh, damn it! <laughs> uh, it does have 13 songs, and they are all uh, fun, catchy rock songs. Um, it's one of those bands where coming up with an R-I-Y-L is sort of difficult. I was stymied. Yeah, because, you know, you can clearly hear a lot of, in, you know, I mean, it's they're a punk-based band. I think they've, won, they've been voted best punk band in Seattle and, you know, whatever their well, local... We can't um, even get best local podcast. Alternative. We, well, yeah, the indie voting is a sham. Uh-oh. You heard it here first, Andy. Hope they're listening. I'll say it. No, not first. I said the same thing (laughs) a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was just because you didn't get voted best bartender or whatever the fuck it is you do. Okay, so I had a similar thing where I think there's a lot of avenues to liking this band, Mm -hmm. but you could easily give someone 
an accurate RIYL kind of, yeah. and then not want to check them out. Does it make sense? Yeah. But then yeah. there's one that they, but if they listen to them, they're like, oh, I thought they actually sound like so and so. Right. Yeah, I could easily see that happening. I know, like, the press materials mention, like, Devo, uh, along with, like, older Kill Rock stars, like, international pop underground singles, you know, where it would be, like, Fugazi and Bikini Kill. And, yeah. You know, you know, just somewhat diverse bands, but from the same genre, um, or, you know, the same scene, kind of. Um, so, you know, it's, it's tough to come up with, but... Um, I mean, they also play with bands like the Spits, you yeah. know, super garage punky bands. They're you know friends with them and play shows with them. Um, there's a band Childbirth that kind of reminds me of them, which I think is a Taco Cat side project or affiliated band. Really? Yeah. Them I don't know. Um, Childbirth. So yeah, you know the ones I can come up with are almost more obscure than the Wimps. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> which well, so soon there's gonna be people that are like, hey, they sound like the Wimps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dead Milkman is another one that kind of. Just bec- and and that may be more in that the uh, a lot of the songs are lighthearted and silly, yeah. But um, but not like in an overly jokey way. They're just sort of it's it's kind of the humor that may not even hit you for a couple of listens. Like you just sort of notice the line, like oh yeah, that, that's a good line. Um, See, I think that's a good example too because if someone said check out the Wimps, they remind me of the Dead Kennedys. I probably would not check out the Wimps. Well, Dead Milkman. Or Dead Milkman, excuse me. Um, but then, right. uh, same, still holds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, but then, you know what I'm saying? Like that, I think, I, yeah. but I think you're right. Like they are, they aren't like a joke band at all. No. But there are moments of levity and it isn't like super serious yeah. music. Uh, but uh, it's, it's taken seriously. They just, the songs they write are more. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the songs are about sort of, mundane life things taking naps or whether to throw out old food in the refrigerator um but uh but they sing it in a in a humorous way and uh i don't know as a as just someone you know like mid-30s kind of you need a break from life just going through life and every day feels like the same thing and they sort of sing about that and there's something really identifiable about it yeah, I, uh, I I enjoy it. Was uh, I thought it was shorter earlier because I played it in the store a couple of times, and I would, and I, I wouldn't. Know, it would just end. I sort of hadn't noticed that it ended almost in a weird well, way. I think it's short enough that I mentioned it when I was in the store a week or two ago. Yeah, and you threw it on, and it ended just in before we were be- done talking. before. Yeah, we yeah. were just standing there talking, and it ended. Um, but Matt, have you had a chance to listen to them or in any other thing uh, by them? I've listened to this a little bit only because he's been posting about them a lot. And I'll, I'll didn't you travel a long way to see them? I, I did actually. I I like this band so much um, that I flew to Austin last year to see them. Heavy. Um, in part because they're one of those bands who they're all in their 30s or early 40s, and you know they all have real jobs, and so they tour like two weeks a year basically. Yeah, they you can't know, they, grind. Yeah, they they take their vacation in the summer. And they go out for two weeks, and so, you know, they'll hit, they'll play ten shows or something, and that's that's about it. Other than shows up in the you know Seattle, Portland yeah. area, or maybe a weekend down to California or something. So there's like people in Seattle that are sick to death of the Wimps, and then there's people here that are like flying to Austin, Texas to see them. It's a maybe, crazy world. yeah, I don't know, yeah, <laughs> not I don't sick know. to death. You know what I'm What's the yeah. furthest you've ever traveled to see a band? You know, 
Me? Mm-hmm. How far is Antarctica? <laughs> nah. Um, I went to I went to Nashville to see Dwight. I, I went to Austin one time to see Future Islands play Austin City Limits. Um, I went to New York City to see Rolling Stones. I was in high school. I don't know which of those is further away. Probably Austin. Austin would be, yeah. Yeah. And I also went to the Lyndon Johnson, Lyndon Johnson Museum while I was there. It was great. Technically the library, whatever. Allie, what's the furthest you've traveled to see a band? Or artist? Apex. <laughs> went to Philly to see Sleater Kinney a few years ago. And Providence to see Beverly Tender. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. D.C. to see Simon Joyner. I feel like I'm forgetting something. But What about you, Dave? Um... I think Austin's the farthest. Uh, other than that, this show, you know, specifically, yeah, Ash, Asheville, um, maybe. Or actually, I just remembered that I went to New York in college and saw a Boss Hog. So oh, you know what? I went to Philadelphia to see the Strokes when I was in college. Does that count? No, that's not as far as Austin. Never mind. Yeah, but it's it does count. Yeah, it ruled. Not for the question I asked. It doesn't count. Um, <laughs> and I met. It's a runner. Interesting, but. <laughs> Not an answer. Me and William met the bassist, Nikolai, and got a picture with him. And then years later, that picture got posted on Twitter, and I was cut out of that picture. (laughs) (laughs) Because William had sent it to him, like, hey, this is crazy. Um, Like, I saw y'all in 2004, whatever whatever year the second record came out. He's like, here's the picture of me and my buddy went and saw you. And he posted on Twitter, like, hey, photo went and saw us, and a fan saw us in 2004. And I had just been snipped out of it. It was just him and William. (laughs) So you went to Austin now, and I have a lot of questions about this. Did you alert them to the fact that you traveled so far, or you didn't want to seem like a no? I, stand? I, I did actually, because um, I I think part of the reason I like them so much is that uh, I had you know as much as you can befriend someone on the other side of the uh, United States on Twitter, mm-hmm. but you know I'd, I'd interacted with them some online, and uh, and you know I just I didn't know they were, if they were going to play close to here ever and uh, a couple of my best friends moved to Austin a couple of years ago so it was a reason to go it's hang like out with them too trip. yeah um, eat some tacos and uh, yeah so I you know I alerted them I was going to be out there and got to hang out with them that night and uh, you know meet them for Tight. real and uh, they were all just as nice as they seem like they would be in other interviews or in their online personas so that was cool to and was the show counter. good? The show was really good. Yes. And um, did you tape it? <laughs> I did tape it actually. <laughs> and uh, and they they played a request of mine to start the set. Star Spangled Banner? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, but I I almost screwed up and didn't start my recorder and I missed that intro and almost <laughs> almost um, missed the whole set. So did really. you miss your? Did you get a shout out? But you didn't record your shout out. It wasn't by name, but yeah. Okay. I, I told you my taping nightmare when we, I was at a show in at Lincoln Theater, and I, like, rolled up there and, like, turned my thing on. It was like, battery's dead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't worry, I brought extra batteries, guys. Battery's dead. I was like, don't worry, I brought two extra sets of batteries. We're cool. Battery's dead. I was like, what? you're kidding me. So then I sprinted to the damn Dollar General across from El Rodeo. DGX, it's called. Dollar yeah, General, yeah. like. Shout out to DGX. Downtown. Extreme. Yeah, exactly. Extreme Dollar General. So I go there. And I, the central debt is Dollar General. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I like wait in line, bought some extremely expensive batteries, hustled back, put the batteries in, turn it on. And it was like, welcome. It was like, memory card full. And I was like, 
<laughs> Lose my mind. We had to wipe out the whole memory card because I didn't. I couldn't figure out how to like delete them item by item because I'm dumb. And Allie wasn't there, and so Cause she's smart. Because she's smart, and I texted her like, "Yo, I don't know how to do this," and she was obviously busy living her life, and like she didn't respond. And like it was almost seven seconds, and I was like, "Delete it all. I don't care." <laughs> and then like ten seconds later, she's like, "Oh yeah, it's actually pretty easy." And I was like, "It's too late. <laughs> like already wiped the whole fucking memory card." Hopefully there's nothing important on there. <laughs> Seven seconds. Feels like a lifetime when you're like, I gotta take the yeah, show. Yeah, I was frantic. And yeah. we also, the other trouble is I couldn't get to the show early to like hmm. talk to the sound guy to set up my shit. So we had to do it in the changeover between bands. And I was like, I've got like a couple of minutes to make sure this works out or else I'm gonna miss this entire thing. Or, because I was trying to get the board, no big yeah. deal. And um, and actually the, the, the sound guy for the artist was like not having it. Luckily that artist pedal fucked up on stage. He had to go handle that. When he left... The extremely nice Lincoln Theater dude who presented kind of scary. He had like a Dave Attell, gruff, I don't want to hear your bullshit <laughs> vibe. We mentioned what we were trying to do, and he was like super nice, hooked it up for us, like let us back behind the booth to like set our levels and everything. He was the nicest guy in the world. And I, I asked What him, show was this? I don't want to say. And so I Why asked. Not? There's some reasons. And so I, uh, but then I asked Malarkey afterwards, I was like, hey, what's that? What is that guy like? I'll get him a gift because it was so nice of him. I was like, do you like records? I'll pick out a record for him. He's like, like Marlboro Reds. He was, he was like, uh, I don't know, cigarettes? <laughs> I think maybe vodka? I was like, ah, uh, well, I'm not going to buy him any cigarettes or vodka. It seems like <laughs> that's, not, that's not a thing I'm going to do. So I'll just say hi next time I see him instead. <laughs> anyway, the guy was super nice. Mm-hmm. So you, you got that, but you have that show. That's a cool thing, though. Okay. Go all the way to Austin, but you got to like kick with some buds, meet the band, and and get the recording of it. Yeah, and uh, now they're coming to Durham in a couple of weeks. Whoa, are you going to miss it? No. Why well, don't you have like, a conflict? So, Wimps, who are they playing with? At the mo- Is it Motorco, you said? They're playing at Pinhook. Pinhook. Pinhook, yeah. Um, uh, they're playing with Lay Weekend, oh, which is yeah. a local band yeah. with uh, some buddies of mine. Although I had no, um, nothing to do with, you didn't with that it? pairing. No, we're not going to see like sphincter booking presents. No, <laughs> damn. Uh, where does new side hustle sphincter <laughs> booking? <laughs> <laughs> All right, where does this rank amongst the Wimps discography? I know it's a little soon to be ranking it. It is soon. Uh, they don't yet have a Mount Rushmore of albums. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Dave aced me so hard. I didn't know how many faces were on Mount Rushmore. It turns out. I have another podcast called The Walk-Up Music with Joe Ovius and Bishaw, and I made reference to um, having a Mount Rushmore of episodes, and I made that same joke when we had four episodes, and then also when we had five, and I kind of made it when we still had six episodes, <laughs> and Dave called me out, and I was like, is, he, is it true? I thought there was four. Like I, but then in my head, I was like, are there five? I, he, he got me so hard that I started trying to talk myself into five, and then I listened back to the episodes, and it's obvious that I certainly thought there were five yeah. faces. Can you name every person on the real Mount Rushmore? Uh, let's see, Dilbert, Ratbert. Um, it's five o'clock everywhere. Hey. Abe Lincoln, Tom Jefferson, and Mallard Fillmore. No. Who uh, were the first two? <laughs> 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 first two were Dilbert and Ratbert, but uh, oh, I forgot Dogbert. Um, no, I guess it's George Washington's on it. Abraham Lincoln is on it. Theodore Roosevelt is on it. And who's the fourth? Jefferson. Is it? No. No. I have no idea. <laughs> Shit. I've never been. Well, yeah. I've never been either, but it's a pretty iconic image. Yeah, I feel like it really would have hit home if I'd been. I've been, and I don't remember. <laughs> All right, for the listener, tell us who the fourth face on 
Uh, Mount Rushmore is. Well, that actually helped with that tenacious D thing. So fuck them. Mm-hmm. All right. So you said that um, you don't know where this ranks. I yeah. I mean, it's a. Uh, I, I would put it second. Uh, I'll, their first album, I like a lot. Just I don't know. It hit me a whole lot and made me a super fan, basically. Um, well, this one is really good. It's got some some new, unique stuff. It's got saxophone on a few songs, which they haven't had before. Um, it's a little oh, close to home for you too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, there's a few more vocal harmonies that took a little bit more time. It's also it's sort of a political record, which um, and I believe that my politics are close to theirs, <laughs> and so it uh, you know it's it's makes it sort of meaningful there. But it's not a it's not in an overt way. It's sort of it's kind of similar to the more recent Super Chunk album that was, you know, it's got a socio-political feel to it, but there's no names or yeah, it's specific more about situations, like or it's just like dealing with the current difficulties. This world, <laughs> as it has existed the past two years, is just yeah, a, yeah, it's a nightmare, and yeah, it's tricky. I don't know that anyone who's writing songs themselves about themselves can make a record now that doesn't have some sort of right political feeling in this like genre environment that we're talking about because it's yeah. it's so like ever present right but which i think is was sort of their point in interviews i've read you know it's it's just how it is and it, it couldn't really be avoided that's you know yeah, yeah, we that's, can't, that's what life is like every day now and yeah um uh, just looking at twitter or whatever so well so we're gonna play a song from the Wimps later. I think we're gonna do Palberta first, and we'll probably close with the Wimp song. Um, do you have a, a one we should? Um, I, w- I the song Mope Around kind of hits me as a as a, a a good single from it. I think um, you know they did what those where they would like release a song a couple weeks before the album, or mm-hmm. and then one a week before the album. I think Mope Around is the third one that they put out right before the album came out, but. Uh, um, I don't know. That song is just really catchy to me and seems like a good one to represent the album. Cool. All right, we're going to segue. Matt, you got anything for us? Hey, now. It's five o'clock everywhere. That's a smoothie also for the listener. Also, not, what was that? What did you say, Enoch? All right, well, we're going to segue. Matt, what you got? <laughs> well, you're the segue expert. We'll slide right into this one. I wanted to make it really cool and graceful, so I like gave it right to you. Jagged. <laughs> Um, it's like all those uh, post-punk guitars we hear about. Oh, the angu- angular segue. Angular jagged ones. <laughs> well, from two new bands that had to... <laughs> two new releases, I should say, that were hard to think of R-I-Y-Ls, I have a reissue of an older record, or two records, that is pretty easy to pretty think easy. of an R-I-Y-L, uh-huh. <laughs> or at least a couple. Yeah. Um, Beak. Band Beak. Beak. <laughs> With a carrot after it? Right? right. Or like a greater than sign. Yeah. It's... Whatever the... What do yeah. you call that? Oh, boy. Anyway, <laughs> the, band, the band Beak. Now, listen... <laughs> well, you don't pronounce this, whatever this thing is called, when you say the name. Thank God. <laughs> have to have this conversation every time. Hey, do time. you like the band Beak carrot after it? <laughs> I, I don't know Beak. I know Beak carrot. So um, what are you talking about? Art smartass. <laughs> what are you, a math freak? Um, but we've heard about this band on this podcast before. When Paul told us about the 90s. Right. It's true. Um, Robert Plant's current touring band features <laughs> a member of Beak, which is, to his point, really bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> but they are from England. 
features a member of Portishead. And they put out a couple of records in, what, like the early 2000s? I think so, or yeah. so. I think the first one was 02, something like I that. I think it was like 02 and 04, I thought. I could be wrong. And they're both, for all intents and purposes, self-titled. I don't know what... One of them has two carrots. Yeah, I don't one, know how they one were... one carrot, one's two carrot, and they just announced an, a new album with three carrots. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how they would verb... I don't know how they would refer to the second album title-wise, but it j- it's just a white cover with two of those symbols on it. And basically, it's very... I mean, Krautrock is the first word that's going to come to mind. Uh, R-I-Y-L's being definitely can, <laughs> if you like the band can. Yeah, I think Can's yeah. the the <laughs> massive, huge, big, large, all caps R O I L. It's hard not to think of that one. Yeah, more if you don't if you're not familiar with that whole world at all, really, I guess a more modern like who do you think is a good like modern kraut rock Mo- band? Moon duo. Moon duo. Because there sure. are there's a lot of keyboards to it. Yeah, and um, what is the name? I mean, some some of the more modern liars stuff gets into that a little bit. Oh, there's a band name. It's escaping me. I can't recall it right now. I'll think about it later. But yeah, if if you are familiar with Can, Noi, that whole scene, mm-hmm. this will probably be up your alley. And if you're not, maybe check out Can, Noi, or Beak. Uh, it's a little zone of music that I like a whole, whole lot. Um, They're jam bands, essentially, right? There's <laughs> Sort of. <laughs> It's uh, all ba- a lot of it is based on very uh, just repetitive driving, bass and drums. Uh, not only those, but that's like the main thing that's going to make you kind of mm-hmm. like bob your head or kind of realize that the same driving thing has been going on for a long time. There's a groove that gets locked in, and your car is going faster and faster <laughs> and faster. Well, I was going to say I, you you sometimes like to ask what a um, a good way way to listen to this music mm-hmm. or like a good picture to paint a good um scene and i went i don't know if you know this i'm a gym i'm a gym rat does the do those words mean something different <laughs> than they used to i went to the gym today okay which i do occasionally it's, it'd have been a while not a gym rat then but i put i put the first lp you mean on a james rat <laughs> i put a uh i put the first record on and i was like this is actually in preparation for this, just to, I hadn't listened to those records in a while, and uh, I found myself like on the elliptical, <clears throat> finding myself being like, "This is really good, like workout music." Yeah. At least the just like general cardio. Now, maybe not weightlifting, maybe not pumping iron, but if you're doing something like a bike or a jog or something just constant cardio, <laughs> it's very good. Just like yeah, good workout music, not pumping iron. Yeah. <laughs> You won't find me too much on the weight benches, but uh, I bet I was the only... You think I was the only person in Planet Fitness listening to Beak? Uh, yeah, for all I know, the only person in Planet Fitness. I don't know. <laughs> That's a judgment-free zone. Did, yeah, did oh, they oh. all have their clothes on? What oh, is yeah. that place? Uh, it's like... Uh, is it a gym? It's, it's like, I would say probably the biggest gym chain in America. Yeah. Jesus. It's also the <laughs> cheapest. That's Where is it at? That's why it's... So, is it 24 the hours? One, mm-hmm. It is... Yeah, Wait, is this this hellhole across from Person Street? Uh, no. no, that's that an empty. Closed. That's an empty building. Uh, that was called like retro. That was a one-off. That was called like <laughs> retro fitness or something. <laughs> that was a one-off. Not one of these gargantuan chains that I like. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm say that only because I'm surprised you don't, you're not familiar with it. Because yeah. it's like a huge. Uh, is thing. this? Is it purple? Purple, is and purple yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've seen like a, a key thingy, 
like a like on my scanner. There's thing. one. So, the one I go to is sort of diagonally those. across from like Trader Joe's on yeah. Six Forks and Wake Forest. By the uh, Kroger that just is in the process of closing. Whoa! Aren't they all? over there by Jerry's Autorama? Um, like, it's, it's more across from Costco. Okay. Yeah, across that intersection on the opposite side of the street. Drive all the way out there. For my house, it's you just go down Wake Forest <laughs> and make a left on six four. Wow. What is? Wait, it's, how clo- much? it's closer than this. The this studio. Do they have like basketball house. gyms and shit. No. No. It's the judgment free zone though. Some guy got called whacking off in there though. The other this past week. Did they judge? Was he judged? He was actually. They made him leave. <laughs> I think an actual <laughs> now, judge is involved now. <laughs> was the judge on say? <laughs> <laughs> But that that was his whole excuse that it's that a was a that was a big news story that, that people were posting. Not not the one I go to, by the way. No, it was a Florida was like man. A, a Florida man, yeah. So was he no, judged? No, New Hampshire, I think. Was it? No. Jokes aside, I'll joking aside. Was he judged on his technique or on his activities? First of all, I don't think he was masturbating. I think he tried to work out in the nude. I don't know if this was like for. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this was for LOL. I think he was just judged on not having clothes on. Yeah, and arrested for oh, not having clothes. That's why you said that earlier. I was like, where? <laughs> you said it and nothing happened. I maybe, was like, huh. Okay. Maybe that article is what's like made made Planet Fitness be my subconscious. Maybe go to the gym today for the first time in a while. Because you're like, oh, you can do that naked? I love this place now. <laughs> Rolled up. <laughs> Rolls it, cans on, holding his iPod, listening to Don't Beak Don't listen to my, my beak. <laughs> no, beak so yeah, it's like listen to my beak with my right beak out. The beak, there's a carrot after it. Everyone's like, that's not the issue. You uh, don't have any clothes on. <laughs> No, no, okay, so the second album was two No, carrots. I'm prepping for a podcast. No, yeah, podcast. <laughs> Head cans on, talking mad loud. <laughs> it's a podcast. I'm on it even. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sir, put your pants on. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's not what you're listening to. <laughs> but, <right>. uh, yeah, <laughs> both, both are... <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. Both Beak records I like a lot and need to pick them up, actually. I didn't even realize they were coming out until I was trying to think of things to talk about on this on this sode. And then... They didn't make a big deal about them coming out until they then, like I said, they dropped the, the triple carrot. Yeah. Um, and then... Well, it's funny because I remember th- those records have been impossible to get a hold of mm. for a long, long time. And, like, I know people... So Dave Mueller had, like, asked about them years ago and I was like, man, I'm sorry, they're out of print. Like, I... If I see one, I'll let you know. But and then um, I first heard I first heard about them from like Rich Ivy was probably the first person I heard talk about them a lot when that was coming out, and that's how I first got into them. Yep. So, um, what do you think of these records? Are good? Very good. Um, do you notice much difference between the two? Sonically, a little bit. Stylistically, it's kind of. There's some not songs on here too. Speaking yeah. of not songs, only like three or four, I'd say. But there's some, there's some kind of, there are some more harshy, harsh feedbacky ones, at, at least on the second one, if I'm if I'm remembering the tracks correctly. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> um, but it's but if you like the first one, you'd like the second one. It's similar enough. I'm curious to see how this new one would sound. Yeah, I haven't listened. Three, to three times might be a lot, just trying to do the same thing. But yeah. I haven't listened to them these records a million times, and so I have. I couldn't form no opinion about one that was different from the other. Like I couldn't separate the two. But I haven't listened to them as often. But to me, they were like yeah, they they flow if, if together. They, if they both come out as a double, or well, I guess it would have been like a quadruple, or whatever. Together, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to. You know, well, what I, mean? I I thought they were pretty similar, but just like reading reviews, you know, some of them were trying to make distinctions between the two. But I right, uh, yeah, to so me, maybe they kind of the true I, together. I too. have been like 
listening to them back to back the past couple weeks so i like have heard them in a more fresh way so i can kind of hear sonic differences Mm -hmm. like recording wise but other than that if you could you could intersperse songs off each one and make a record and it would you wouldn't know the difference really probably the blindfold taste test is the only way to tell what anyone thinks about anything i believe we should have one on here I'd love to. Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to do one earlier when I play the song for you, and you have to tell me what you think about it. Well, I guess it's not blindfold. That's just an asking what you think about a song. I take that back. Well, but you could so, like you could sort of do that in, in that you don't tell. Like if you think someone doesn't like a band. Oh yeah, that's. You could play a song that you know they probably haven't heard, and they'll, they'll be like, "Hey, I'll let, like check out this new song and see what they think of it before they before you tell them who it is, so they have no preconceived yeah. notion of it." For sure. I mean, I'm sure there's a, there's a John Mayer jam you could like play for me i'd be like hey what's this pretty good what is this i'm sure i could get so i saw him play about three and a half hours worth of tight jams the other night <laughs> did they play dark star <laughs> <laughs> don't i'm not sure what show they played that one at mm. can't believe but, but i, I no. thought that was every single time i thought it was like the thing they did well in there like heyday that was definitely a live staple but like like i was saying the whole steeze of this tour was like trying to play a different set to with disappoint each, all each the people night. who showed up to see dark star <laughs> If that's, Dark Star! If that's the only jam you want to hear. I thought you were supposed to travel around and see all this the This is true. Shows. Yeah, it's the same people every show anyway, I guess. So. Living the life. I also like the idea of someone coming just to hear that one song. <laughs> Play Dark Star. Same guess. set! <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday crowd. <laughs> yeah, um, Beak. LP1, LP2. Check, check them out. out. Well, speaking of not songs... I've got some. I've got a record to talk about that has some not songs on it. It's the new uh, record by Ty Siegel and White Fence. It's called Joy, and it has um, first one since Hair, correct? Yep, correct. They did Hair with a a while ago. Yeah, it was 2012. Yeah, like five, six, yeah, six years ago. Um, this one, um, the R I Y L is easy. Uh, it's White Fence or Ty Siegel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I got to listen to this a lot more. I don't know what to think about it yet. Um, we talked about not songs. There's several interludes that are just these little, it's weird. The first time I listened to it, I found them very unenjoyable Mm. and like just sort of right as you feel like you're flowing, it like interrupts it entirely. Um, and I'm not entirely off of that opinion. I, I, it's, it's hard to say. Like it, the thing that is interesting is that like I, when it's, especially with a record like this, like two people that are both separately put out records, like how does it work together? They do the rare thing of seemingly each taking 45 seconds of a song to make right. it sound like what they do. <laughs> so like some of the well, songs, I was gonna say what you were describing sounds like sort of a Tim Presley move. So he th- rides that line. Of, he does like especially, especially with drinks. Yeah, drinks, and particularly in, like, the early stuff, so the, um, uh, what is it, what's the volume one, volume two? Ah, shit, they came out on Woodsist, it doesn't matter. Super early White Fence stuff, um, has a lot of not songs, little interludes and stuff, because he would record them at home, and he would, you know, have a sort of jam that wasn't a super well, like, concise song, and then he would make another thing and noodle it between the two, and, but on this one, there's songs where it's like, alright, this verse is gonna sound like a Ty Siegel song. And then the chorus is going to be a White Fence song. It almost makes me wonder if there was like a checklist <laughs> or like a, like it's, 
it, it almost seems like they were taking turns. Like it, it, it's it's kind of odd. The thing that saves it is that I think the songs that are on here are good, and I think it is a little bit more white fence leaning, and I like him more and a lot. I think he's like one of my favorite kind of current people doing things, but it it is an odd, unsettling listen, particularly the first time. What did you think? Dave? It, it is. It is. I, I definitely like it, um, but it is sort of strange. And um, a lot of the songs, yeah. I mean, there are a couple of the interludes. Like, I mean, there's one that's even like 17 seconds or something. Yeah, prettiest but, dog. 16 seconds. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the songs are like a minute and a half, and then and there's only two. and they actually flow into each other, and so you wonder why it's not just one song. In fact, there were several songs I thought were one song and, until I looked at the track list. And well, yeah, like, and I, so I thought of that. I was like, well, if you just bought this on vinyl and you'd put it on your turntable, you wouldn't know that you had heard eight songs on one side. Um, and, it, I mean, it didn't really bother me, but there's also one five-minute song that has, like, three parts to it. Yeah, so the I opposite. I, yeah, <laughs> so I didn't know why that one wasn't broken up. And I went back, and I just it just made me curious, so I listened to Hair again. And it has eight songs, but it's like the same total length, and they're all four-minute songs, and they all have like two or three parts to them. Hmm. So why they made the, that different stylistic choice to break up the tracks this time, I don't know. Cause yeah, it's, it seems like both decisions were in, ago. Who know? I mean, yeah. intentional, but like clearly, like this one, like so it's funny you say that, because I bought the, got the record, I took it home, I haven't listened to it yet on vinyl, I've listened to the, the digital one at the store, we have the promo CD, we played that a bunch, and I just haven't sat down and done it. Um, and so maybe it will be a different experience because like or maybe if i had done that first i would have a different idea right and the first time i did i didn't know what track listing was i just put it in and press play and it was like yeah these weird little ideas that were kind of popping in and out of nowhere and i was like what's the what, what's part of what um and there's one song what was there it was a really funny song title oh yeah uh hey joel where are you going with that and then the, and then also the next song is called rock flute and mm. so if you read, it's like, hey, Joel, where are you going with that rock flute? <laughs> and uh, I was going to ask if maybe that's why they broke up so, the songs was for titles. Well, but, but rock flute's the one that's, uh, that's only like 30 seconds. Yeah, it's, 30, right? it's like a 30 seconds. It, it, some of them. Maybe see, maybe this was meant to just be kind of like a purging of ideas, just yeah. getting together and fucking off and having fun with your buddy. It definitely feels like they just grabbed pieces and put them together. Yeah. But that doesn't make it not flow to some degree uh, you know it's, yeah, still, it's it, still it's not a disjointed listen yeah it's but. weird at first it, it i found it odd because it, it almost seemed like they were waiting until you got into a song to then stop playing that song <laughs> um and then as you listen to it you sort of start to get the idea that it's just sort of one big thing and let that kind of be a thing and so it's growing on me and i'm enjoying it but it is it's weird we might play uh, maybe we'll just play rock flute we'll play the 30 second song again. <laughs> <laughs> um but I uh, I do really like both of these bands. I will say it is that weird thing when you a band you really like does like a side projecty thing, and you like selfishly like I'd rather you just made a record actually. Like well, they do do that. Do do. Might say do do. This is just something else they're doing. <laughs> They'll still make that record you want to hear. Yeah, I wish I w- yeah I know I want White Fence to make another record. <laughs> or, or maybe they maybe they won't, but not when that's not what I'm this not is for. Ty Siegel will. Um, yeah, next week probably. Yeah. I even I, so it's funny you say that. I uh, on the first review I read, the word prolific was the third word in the review. <laughs> I was wondering how how quickly yeah. they could get to prolific. It was the third word. Well, this is Mondo. They're all, both of these dudes work yeah. a lot. Yeah, but. this is like maximum. Um, oh, and I, something I did not notice. Um, 
I like I I noticed it at the time, but I didn't think it was perhaps an intentional. But I guess it begins and ends with bird sounds, which I I kind mm. of noticed. But but I I guess the intention may be to play it on a loop or to repeat it, mm. and to maybe mm. there is no side one, side two. It's just sort of these in between. There's whatever you. This want is to one do. I've decided I'm going to get on cassette. Like I like it. Okay, mm. I kind of want to give it some more listens. Mm-hmm. So if I'd make the point of purchasing it, I think it's just going to be the cassette. Yeah, and you'll hear. <laughs> It is interesting to hear them, like, honestly, it seems like there's a couple of songs they just divvy up. Like, right, I'll put get, it on. Yeah, you got the verse? I'll take the chorus. Yeah. We'll meet in the middle. I put it on at work at the bar I work at, and I had to eventually change it. <laughs> it was not a, it wasn't good. It is not. So we talk for about. like bar tunes. And maybe we'll go, around the bar. We'll, we'll go around the circle and we'll do how we should listen to this record. Not in a bar. Or not how, listen yeah. to this record is what. I, actually, yeah. Let's think of the, the worst place to listen. This would be. Um, Thanksgiving. Well, because you could always just say like with someone's grandma or something, but <laughs> with Mima. Yeah, no, but this is not a. This is probably a. Uh, nothing else going on, or maybe, maybe by yourself. But yeah, this isn't like a social sing along record. Even no, no, yeah. it's very much for the. For the. I heads. think we should probably just move on before it starts sounding like you kind of don't like it. I do like it. That's what's interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. It's odd. It's interesting. It's an. It's a. It is not for. This should not be your first Ty Siegel record or your first White Fence record. This should be if you love both of those or one of those a lot and you want to like. Just hear like them working in a different sort of style or environment. Right. That's certainly something you should check out. All right. So, are you all familiar with the uh, common? Well, to me, fairly common use of the word "stan" to describe someone who is a obsessive fan of an artist or something? No. Yes. I was not. Okay. Coined by Eminem. Thank you very much, Matt. This makes me feel a lot better. So I was assumed that it was a reference to his hit song, Stan, who is an obsessive fan who I believe kills his wife and then himself. Or something, yeah. Her yeah, girlfriend or something. Girlfriend or whatever. Um, and his name was Stan. And that... Right. This, your, your theory, as was mine, is that song came first. Correct. It's just the name of this person in the song. That the popularity of that song thus made that become a term for crazed fan. Correct. Okay. Q You're, argues the, super super fan. No. So Q close. He argues that it's a portmanteau of stalker and fan. Oh okay. And that there oh. are people who use it that way and don't even know of the Eminem stand thing. But I think that yeah. that's I, that I, also plays into the Eminem. I think fan I, I, song, I thought so. that that was what Eminem had. Why he chose. I mean, it rhymes with fan, obviously, but then, like, I, I didn't think that was a mistake either. He, or let's say it might. Let's say it wasn't. Let's say not a mistake, but is Eminem even consciously meaning it to be a combo of those two words, or is it just a word that was easy to rhyme in fan. the context of the song? See that I don't <laughs> know, but then like. W- I didn't know if Quentin was just trying to save like himself. Like, is the stalker not... fan combo overthinking it? Did it even mean that originally? I don't. It just happens to. See, I don't know because I thought I knew what it was, which is everyone was referencing Eminem, and then Quentin was saying otherwise. But I see it mostly as a joke, particularly on Twitter, where someone will say like, "Hey, I'm not even a huge Taylor Swift stan, but I love this song." I think that's using it not incorrectly, but unnecessarily, because the same sentence would work if you just said, "I'm not. I'm not even that big of a Taylor Swift fan." So I feel good that Matt agrees with me. And Allie doesn't know or care, it seems. What? That was certainly About the first what? time I ever heard it. How old was Q when that came out? Probably negative something. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's, I mean, if, if, it, if it was used 
in the same way before that song, I never heard it in my no, life. No, it could not have been before that song. He's arguing that people don't know of the Eminem song and have created the stalker fan. Maybe that is true. That he, he could be right in that statement. But Fuck that. That seems unlikely. That seems so crazy. Yeah. It's impossible. Well, it's not impossible to me that like a younger person would, Maybe they're would not know aware what, of the, the origin, but I don't right, think... Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. But then what the hell do they, do they think it is? Like, I don't know what it is, but instead of calling people fans, now we're calling them stands. And I'm just well, going to do that on Twitter. Is, is he not arguing that they're, they just think of it as meaning stalker, stalker plus fan? fan. I think oh, is. maybe this could be like an um, an LOL situation or where it's like, uh, no, 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 what? Not LOL. What's the one where like moms got it confused? So someone would say like, um, like, hey, I'm sorry to tell you, but like Aunt Judy died. Oh, yeah. And LOL. they write back LOL. Right. Like, oh, lots of lots love. Lots of love, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if that's true if it's an urban my, legend. Well, no, my mom does that. Weird. So your mom thinks it means lots of love. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and, and has used it inappropriately. Like I don't even know. <laughs> so okay. How can you that go, she... Can you please tell us what she said? <laughs> I don't remember, but it it, it does. Seem Someone like said something kind of sad. It's like all along the lines of like, you know, Grandma died. LOL. You know. Like, they write back LOL, LOL because they mean it. They think it means lots of love. I think. I don't, I'm that? not. I'm not even sure if I think the people he's talking about know what it means. They just are unaware of where it came from. I don't think the argument is that like they don't know what they're saying. They're using yeah. it in the right context. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that's. I, yeah, I guess. Well, that's. Yeah, but I think that. Who I guess whoever they. Well, yeah. I guess we're just all saying the same thing. Yeah, it's also kind of. Isn't it kind of a fad right now to use words that are similar to the word that you're actually saying, but not exactly, as a joke. I really hope you have an example, please. Oh. <laughs> I mean, similar I, to the way that I like how literally now means figuratively, this kind of thing. Oh, God. No, no, but like, you know what I'm saying. I think I know, know what you're saying, saying, but I think I'm also too old to think of any examples. Yeah, I, I feel like shout out to Walt Lilly does it a lot. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, also, real quick, a shout off to Walt Lilly. Uh, like, I, he might, I'm not sure if he can hear this episode. He's too busy at the Weezer show he was at. <laughs> Still there. Still there. So like, okay, lawn. like, um. Rivers. Okay. Play all Scorcho. I'm making this up, but like a birthday cake instead of a birthday <laughs> cake. <laughs> that's all, like the only thing I can so think of. So you don't like baby talk? I don't know if that's funny. I like. Oh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, I agree that it is funny. I don't know what at all it means. <laughs> so it's just like as if somebody is a little bit off. Just for to be silly. Just to be silly. Like over yeah. Text yeah. Or okay. Or you? I mean, you do that a lot. In what way? You change. Words a lot. Oh, like the the lengthening of names and stuff like that. Or like, um, sort of like that. But sometimes you'll just say a completely different word, but it sounds enough like it, where you know you're just making a joke. Right. That it's, I can't think of it. You said one like twenty minutes. No, ago. he did. He did. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm having a hard time thinking of it. But I know. Maybe you're you actually are the exception, yeah, and you're, you're making a mistake. Idiot, it sounds like it sounds like I'm a dumbass. <laughs> well, like sort of like how. Okay, well, we'll just talk about Walt a bunch so he gets embarrassed and, and hurts his feelings. Like, how he's always talking about... He never says, like, hey, going to the pen hook tonight to see the wimps. He'll say, like, guys, I don't... Like, you'll be darned if you don't see me at the rock show tonight. <laughs> I know some people like that. Like that? <laughs> I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> or, like, how, how Kev is, like, on this fine, beautiful Tuesday, yeah. what do you know? A tragedy has happened. Yes. Coffee has been spilt on my shirt. And it's like, Jesus Christ, can I just say you spilled your coffee? You know what I mean? Nothing like living alone. Uh, <laughs> I said, no, but no, like, also uh, shove this uh, entire salad down the sink. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I also this don't want to see him. Capsule. I don't, also don't want to see someone type just spilled coffee. 
That's well, not why. So I, Kev is a, a, so I'd rather a sort of singular it, yeah. lunatic who is very funny. Um, but uh, I, I'm not. I think I know what you mean. I'm just having a hard time grasping what it is. I ended like a sentence with a word, and you like repeated it back. You're like, oh, so and so and so, but the last word was different. <laughs> but I cannot, for the life of me, think of what it was. This, this is, episode, I this is why yeah. we didn't beat Criminal for Best Local Podcast. <laughs> the listener knows what I'm talking about. Speaking of the last episode, there's a song I hear. Uh, we're going to play a new jingle. The The stands have already heard this, but Matt has not and Dave has not. And we're going to hear your, your live thoughts afterwards. This is a new jingle. All right. Yeah. It's nice out here. Hey, hit me Tell with that. Is. I'll take two. Oh, you got to one of those. It's going to be three. Best patty in Raleigh. Second that. Of course, it's coming at you live. Local dress. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing. Woo! Hey. Woo! Beer's good. Where's that other local track? Thoughts? <laughs> well, um, it's good. It's something. It's something. Hang on. So downgraded from good to something pretty quickly. <laughs> well, it took me <laughs> the process. <laughs> I think it's great. I will say I don't know if t- take the vocals out. I don't know if I would have been able to pick out that it's Jesse's girl. <laughs> mm. uh, I picked up on that. Well, the the, the first part, ding, 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 but like the. <laughs> It sounds way, way different, kind of, <laughs> than that real than that actual song. <laughs> we did a little bit crisper, more uh, something sharper. The the melody is obviously that like that, but yeah, it's great. Can you work Another. in a sure does? <laughs> sure does. Oh, we should. That's a good point. It's not a, stand. If I had to rank our songs so far, <laughs> of the two. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where does this one come in? Second. Okay. <laughs> now the real close tri- second. The real trick is going to be what I realized. I just love five o'clock everywhere, yeah. which is, is I- funny because Kevin thought I, someone told him I hated it. I, I don't know. How, I think he made that up. The reason that we did it is we were, we were trying to thank them because Walker came into the store one time with a with a, a case of Miller Lite and was like, "Love the pod. Keep up the great work." Dropped it off and dipped, and I was like, "Man, we gotta we gotta give these guys a jingle." Hell yeah. But they've already heard us talk about this at length. Um, I don't have any plugs. I'm going to a show, but it, I'm going to the, the Beach House Ed Trader show. That'll have already occurred by the time this is out, but I'll tell everyone how it was. I'm sure it was great, and I'll let you know all the details. I might go to that. I'll see you there. Hell yeah, brother. See you, see you at the smoke pit. Um, Hell yeah, brother. <clears throat> I'm trying to look at my notes. I wrote some stuff down, but it's hard to decipher. This one just says 14 karat gold watch. Is that a beak oh. reference? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just okay. There was a guy in the store. I was looking through some of his records, and he picked up his phone and went to Siri and went, "How can you tell if your watch is fourteen karat gold?" And then held it out to like see the response. And I wanted to be like, "Hey, bud, I got um, if you got to ask, it's not fourteen karat gold." Uh, yeah, that's not a great uh, plug per se. Dave, what you got? 
Um, I, in terms of plugs, uh, I don't have any shows coming up, but uh, you can listen to the Village Subway radio show mm-hmm. on LittleRileyRadio.org. And is, are they archived? They are archived, yeah. So you can uh, look for the Village Subway on either Facebook or Mixcloud and find uh, past episodes. Do you have them? Um, do you number them? Do you, How many episodes have you done? I've done... This week was episode number 165. Whoa. So I've been doing it like three and a half years. But what's your process as far as do you have a a theme for every episode? Or is it simply stuff that's recent that's come out that's hit you or stuff that's like jumped back into your memory? It's it's probably pretty heavily focused on recent uh, new stuff. You know, I try to keep up. With uh, stuff coming out and play new stuff that I think people might be interested in, um, you know, along with a few older tracks here and there. Uh, I also try to play, um, you know, when bands have shows coming up in the area. Uh, I try to play a lot of local music, local too. Local stuff a lot, yeah. Um, and, uh, but as well as touring bands if they're coming through. Um, in fact, this week's show I played Wimps, Ty Siegel, White Fence, and Palberta. So Whoa. if you like uh-huh, that kind man. of stuff... I but I think I've played uh-huh. Beak. I've played Beak before, but um, these weren't actual new albums, so I didn't play this week. Um, and uh, and actually, I don't think I knew what we were all talking about when I did my show on Monday night. Yeah, it's just a pure. Um, he has played Dead on there before. Yeah, I've played Dead. Ha ha. <laughs> well, wait till you hear him play Person Street next week, and you're like, ah, shit, <laughs> fuck me. Oh, uh, August tenth at uh, Red Hat. The LSD tour. Dwight Yoakam, listen to Williams and Steve Earle. I'll be there. I'll, I'm a stan. I'm a Dwight Yoakam stan, so I'll be there for that. Um, Are you going to get to touch his hat? Don't you know, knock it off I didn't hand. knock it off last time. Y'all say this shit every time. I, like, so lightly touched it. And you act like I, like, fucking power slammed it into the ground. First thing he gets on stage is, like, good to be back in Raleigh again. Hope that motherfucker didn't knock my hat off again. What a prick that guy was. One, I was in Baltimore when I didn't, when I didn't knock his well, he, hat he off. He tracked you down. Uh, I am considering getting the meet and greet though, which is stupid. But I have a a book of his that he wrote. Well, it's just his lyrics, but um, I have it. And I'm not a signature guy. I don't collect autographs or anything. But I was like, man, I'm gonna go to this show anyway. I've got this book. It's like it'd be cool. And most likely, what'll happen is he'll see the book, and then be like, hey, we should hang out after the show and talk, and then we'll be friends. Isn't Ruby Deluxe close to here? <laughs> <laughs> um. He uh he has a Sirius XM show that I've not been able to hear yet because I don't have Sirius XM radio, but I'm assuming it's probably archived somewhere or maybe it's on YouTube or something. I need to check it out. But he had a whole episode with Post Malone. Whoa. Hmm. Where Post came on there and sang and played songs with Speaking him. Speaking of meet and greets, went backstage no big deal. So not a meet and greet then. It was a greet. It <laughs> <laughs> was a greet. It was a greet. <laughs> I would call it a meet. Post. So Matt's yeah, a post it was Malone a greeting, not him. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Raleigh. That's how you did it. No, he greeted. If you had said, what would you have said? I don't know. Good show. <laughs> well, what would you have said? what would you say to Post Malone? Um, what would you say to Dwight, for that matter? Yeah, last time I had the opportunity, I froze, didn't say a word. <laughs> no, I said, I said, hey, this is my wife Rachel, and then I didn't say anything else. Except when I. It was a thing over his hat. It, I didn't knock it off. But like, <laughs> I got there were more it. words exchanged. Yeah. There was a good more words. It doesn't matter who. Hat specific. <laughs> well, it was also so terrifying because he was in an elevator. So like the doors opened and it was and like you, I knew he was going to show up. 
And so I think knowing he was going to show up through that elevator made it more, not like scary, but the like anticipation. Yeah, I wasn't able to be like it wasn't like I was just hanging at the table like, hey, here's Dwight or something. It was like, like ah, uh, well like that door's gonna open. He's gonna walk through. And also I didn't know like what if he just looks at us and, like, and then walks by. Instead they're like, hey Dwight, they wanted to meet you, and I'm like, Phew. froze. Mm. Hate to hear that. But when we're best buds and he's on the podcast in a couple of weeks, he'll be totally fine. Special guest, huh? Yep, couldn't get cutworms, but I can get Dwight Yoakam. Oh, played <laughs> oh, yeah, with him last week. Yeah, that was the cutworm show. It was sick. Show well, was very good. I heard it was good. I had to leave <laughs> after I played. Oh. But they sounded great at soundcheck. It was really good. They sounded great. Um, and his keyboardist is John Andrews of John Andrews and the Yawns, which is a Woods' band. Well, I guess they broke up. He was also in Woods for a while. He's. It was cool to find out when he like announced the band. That was like, oh, mm. that's cool. cool. Then him after the show, he's a nice guy. Well, hey, um, that was the Nice Price Podcast, episode 39 or 40 or so. Matt, you got anything for us? Jack shit. <laughs> Dave, thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for having me. Uh, everybody listen to his, uh, well, I guess, so they should search it on Facebook or Mix. Well, I guess that would be the easiest link. Yeah. Okay. Look for the show on Facebook. Don't yep. add him personally. That's probably weird. You can add me. I don't, whatever. Wow. DMs are open. DM season is open. Good luck finding Dave's sphincter, though. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we'll see you out there. Oh, um, this is um, this is the Wimps with um, what was the song title? Mope around. Mope around.